Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Every great magic trick consists of three acts. The first act is called The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this episode. It is a Sunday Funnies episode, podcast number 1350. If you're listening to the day this show is uploaded, it is August 27th. Right next to me is... Jimmy! I got one name! Jimmy! Hello, everybody! Hello, everybody! 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 everybody. <laughs> Hi! Hi there. I am your host, Patrick Riley. So I go That's right. I always go insane. Uh, that's why they have me in a rubber room. Uh, th- that's the only reason. Kimmy does not need the rubber room. I do. Hello, Kimmy. Hello. And how is, uh, well, the Sunday Funnies edition going so far for you? Pretty good. Well, being, uh, well, actually honoring Kimmy's uh, childhood because on Sundays, as she has shared in previous episodes of the Riley and Kimmy show, the funny papers were read to her. Coming up by the conclusion of this episode of the Riley and Kimmy show, we'll go down to the thrilling days of yesteryear and do something in honor of that Sunday Funny Wise. How's that? Cool. Yeah. Now, Kimmy, I have a question for you on this Sunday. Are you awake enough at this hour to play nerd and pop culture trivia? Oh, yeah. We'll be going to the nerd timeline now, and it has been adjusted. It is not in chronological or linear order. It is all over the place. Shout out your answers to Kimmy. Help her get more of these right than wrong. If she gets more of these right than wrong, she gets her dinner of her choice anywhere in Central Florida tonight. That's right. Dinner from anywhere in Central Florida. Yell at uh, your uh, listening device right now. Whatever you have the Riley and Kimmy show on, it could be anything because we are mobile. We are global. You can take us anywhere on planet Earth. On that smartphone, smartwatch, smart glasses, laptop, desktop, tablet, whatever computing device, including future items which we haven't even thought of uh, that might be robot-based. That's right. So shout out those answers. Help Kimmy uh, get them right. That's right. Uh, We believe in time travel answers, or at least one of us does, and that happens to be Kimmy. And we're going to go to one of Kimmy's favorite categories to kick things off with to give her a chance to be on that positive side, her chance to win that dinner. We go to the world of movies. We're looking for the year within two years that this movie was released. It's Gravity, starring George Clooney. It made its uh, premiere, actually, on this date at Venice Film Festival. Give me the year, and then tell me who the co-star, the person with George Clooney, was. Um, 2015? You get it within the two. It was 2013. Really? Yes. Okay. Uh, And Sandra Bullock. That's right. And you loved that movie, didn't you? No. Okay. I, it, I, I couldn't remember if it, you liked that one or not. It um, it it affected me. It kind of um, freaked me out because so you don't want to go up it in had the- a good, you know, it had an effective feel to it, but um, I thought it was 
got pretty um, uh, suspension of disbelief. Oh, okay. Kind of flew out the window (laughs) on that one. But you'll still go up in space, right, and experience uh, zero, zero G? I know. All right. Well, moving to the next question, Kimmy. It was on this date that Guinness Book of World Records is first published. We're going to ask the decade. Was this the 1940s, 1950s, 1960s, or 1970s? 1950s? Yeah, it was 1955. It was published for the first time. Did you used to order that in school when they used to have that book list that you could order like once a month? Did you used to get the Guinness Book of World Records? Mm, I had one when I was a kid, yeah. Uh, or was it just a hand-me-down? You didn't get the one every I, year that, that it came I out? I don't know. I, I think I, I bought one. Yeah, I got, one. I got one of those every year. And the Almanac, too. I was that much of a nerd. Had to have both of those. Mm. Matter of fact, that was one of the first gifts you ever gave me was an Almanac. Oh, yeah. You see, see how I do? I don't forget things yeah. like that. See, okay. It was on this date in 1859. The first oil well was successfully drilled in the United States. <laughs> That was uh, by Colonel Edwin L. Drake in Titusville, Pennsylvania. Moving down the list here, or we might be moving somewhere else on it. We, it could be out of whack, the timeline, that is. The year is 1921. Do not zone out here, Kimmy. Stay with me. The year is 1921. The owner of Acme Packing Company bought a pro football team. He did this for Green Bay, Wisconsin. Now, the question is... What did he name it? He decided to pay tribute to those who worked at his plant that we just mentioned what it was called by naming the team after them. Can you tell me the name of that football team? The Packers. Yes, the Green Bay Packers, 1921. The year is 1938. Somebody decided to play with fire, and he was a poet. Fire! (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Fire! Yes, 1938, Robert Frost, in a fit of jealousy, set fire to some papers to disrupt a poetry recital by another poet. Are you nuts? Yes, he did that, 1938. The year, you see what kind of excitement they have with those poets, Mm. man? Yeah, yeah, watch out. The year is 1952. This movie star was a mystery guest on a certain game show, Kimmy. The movie star is Francis the Talking Mule. He appears on this date on a certain game show. The question for you is to identify the game show. It does air on Buzzer TV now. In 2013, TV Guide ranked this game show as number nine in its list of 60 greatest game shows ever done. Here's your audio clue. Now we come to the special feature of our program, the appearance of our mystery celebrity. Our friends on the panel would recognize our guest by sight, so we've provided them with blindfolds. The blindfolds all in place, panel? Mm-hmm. Yes. Good. Will you come in, mystery challenger, and sign in, please? <laughs> panel, as you know, in the case of our mystery celebrity, we dispense with all the usual preliminaries and get right down to the general questioning. I must tell you that due to circumstances beyond our guest's control, uh, our guest is not able to answer questions himself. I will have to answer them for you as best I can. <laughs> Seven to go. Mr. Sir. Mr. Mr. Daly, not being able to talk, which is something very unusual for a guest on this program, would I be presumptuous if I ventured a suggestion that this mystery guest was an animal? Uh, you would not be presumptuous. You may pursue any course you choose. Would, uh, well, I'm going to ask, uh, is, is the guest uh, an animal? Yes, I think so. 
Is the guest an animal who uh, ordinarily uh, is not given the power of speech, but in some motion pictures possibly has talked? Uh, yeah. Uh, would this be an animal that, uh, begging Hal Bach's pardon, is a, a sort of a jackass or a mule? <laughs> You gotta get on to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest is a mule, yes. I would say it's Francis. Well, beg my heart! <laughs> right. Yes, it is. Francis, the talking mule, Universal International Pictures' real star, just made a picture. Francis goes to West Point, and I wouldn't miss it for all the money in the world. I well, they didn't have Francis talk, but they worked around it. Can you tell me the name of that game show that had Francis? It took him over seven and a half minutes to determine it was Francis. Mm. Uh, what's my line? Or Oh, boy. Now, did somebody that, shout that it, out to you? How is that did, right? Yes. How, oh. did, how did you get that? I, somebody must have. What, it, what amazes me is What's My Line is considered one of the top game shows of all time. It came mm. in at number nine. You can catch What's My Line on Buzzer TV. You can see that. Uh, and Francis, you know, obviously they didn't want to pay the voice talents who did Francis's voice. You know, it was uh, Chill Wills who did most of the voices, and Paul Freese did the voice for one of the movies, one in which uh, Mickey Rooney came in. Paul Freese took over for Wills and did the voice of Francis the Talking Mule. Francis was before Mr. Ed, by the way, for those who don't know. Mm. Francis, Francis came first, then Mr. Ed. Hmm. Have you ever seen Francis the Talking Mule? Oh, Kimmy. Well, well, we're going to put those classics down for you. <laughs> yes. I, I like them just because of the voiceover work, the voice stuff with it. It's, it's fantastic. The year is 1953. Roman Holiday, starring Audrey Hepburn, Gregory Peck, and Eddie Albert, is released. 1962, Mariner 2 was launched by the United States. In December of the same year, that's 1962, the spacecraft flew past Venus it was the first space probe to reach the vicinity of another planet. The year is 1965. Elvis plays host to the Beatles at his home in Bel Air, California. It's 1967. Brian Epstein is found dead in his home from an overdose of sleeping pills. Epstein was the manager of what supergroup? The Rolling Stones. The Beatles. The year is 1984. Tell me the President of the United States at the time... He announces that the first citizen to go in space would be a teacher. Two-part question. Tell me the name of the president and tell me the name of the teacher who would be part of Challenger. She would be part of the Challenger disaster in 1986. Krista McCullough. That's correct. Who's the president who announces she would go up in space? Ronald Reagan. That's right. In 1984, on this date. The year is 1984. She became the fifth reporter for the TV show 60 Minutes. Later on, she would become anchor of ABC News. Tell me who she is. And now it is time to say goodnight. And I just want you to know what a deep privilege it has been to sit in the anchor chair at World News these years, the flagship broadcast of ABC, where Peter Jennings created a signature of such curiosity and courage. It has been wonderful to be the home port for the brave and brilliant forces of ABC News around the world and to feel every single night you and I were in a conversation about the day together. 
And on a personal note, as I said, I'm not going far down the hall, up the stairs, and I am not slowing down, but gearing up in a new way already at work on some of the stories that take you into the real lives around us, the ones we rarely get to see. So one last time, it is good to know you were watching tonight. To Mike and the four grandchildren and their perfect parents, look forward to being home early for some dinners again. And with gratitude for these years, I thank you. And I'll see you right back here on ABC News very soon. Good night. Uh, who is that, Kimmy? Diane Sawyer. That's right. Diane Sawyer became the fifth reporter on CBS TV's 60 Minutes on this date in 1984. The year is 1985. The Space Shuttle Discovery left for a seven-day mission in which three satellites were launched and another was repaired and redeployed. The year is 1986. Nolan Ryan of what team, Kimmy? earns his 250th career win against the Chicago Cubs. What team is Nolan Ryan playing for? The Houston Astros. Oh, well, we can't stump you, can we? It was on his date in 1992. This Beatles handwritten lyrics to A Day in the Life sold for $87,000 at an auction. Who is the Beatle? Who's Paul hand- McCartney. No, it's John Lennon's handwritten lyrics. Oh. Yeah, that, that's who... They both actually are credited for writing that, but mm-hmm. Lennon had the written ah. lyrics and it went for auction. The year is 1998. James Brolin received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It was 1998. This movie, Kimmy, became the first movie in North America to earn more than $600 million. The year is 1998. What is the movie? Titanic. Yes, Titanic. I think Kimmy's seen that mm, a few times. The year is 1999. The final crew of the Russian space station Mir, they depart the station to return to Earth. Russia was forced to abandon Mir for financial reasons. The year is what we're looking for, Kimmy, that this mystery movie premieres at a Venice film festival. It would win Best Picture the next year. Tell me the name of the movie... Tell me it's Star, and give me the year it came out within two years. Here is your audio clue. We had it all. You were a movie star, remember? I like that poster. You wrote this adaptation? I did, yeah. And you're directing and starring in your I, adaptation. That's yeah. ambitious. Are you afraid people will say you're doing this play to battle the impression that you're a washed-up comic strip character? Now you're about to destroy what's left of your career. We should have done that reality show they offered us. Can you identify the movie? Birdman? Yes, it's Birdman. Who is the star of Birdman? Michael Keaton. And the year. Birdman came out within two years. 2015? You get it within two. It came out in 2014. Wins Best Picture in 2015. Celebrity and notable birthdays. This person, President of the United States. He was the 36th President of the United States. He was born in 1908, Kimmy. Identify who he is. Here's your audio clue. With our hopes and the world's hopes for peace and the balance every day, I do not believe that I should devote an hour or a day of my time 
to any personal partisan causes or to any duties other than the awesome duties of this office, the presidency of your country. Accordingly, I shall not seek and I will not accept the nomination of my party for another term as your president. Can you identify who that is? Johnson? That's right, Lyndon B. Johnson, LBJ, born on this day, 1908, dies at the age of 64 in 1973. He was the 36th president of the United States. Next person born 1916, died 1994 at the age of 78, an American comic actress and singer. She was in a ton of TV shows, too, in a latter part of her career. She portrayed Boss Witch, the queen of all witchdom, in the Puffin Stuff movie. That's the Sid and Marty Croft Puffin Stuff film. She was also part of the Bugaloos, which is Marty, uh, Sid and Marty Croft stuff in 1970. She was the villainous Benita Bazaar. Uh, and she was also on the TV show Macmillan. Well, it was just Macmillan because the wife wasn't there anymore. She became part of the show when the wife took off. And she did a ton of commercials in the 1970s and 1980s. See if you can identify who she is, Kimmy. Here is your audio clue. Folks, I've used Paulin for years, but now there's something that cleans my dentures even better. It's fantastic. New Extra Strength Polident. Watch it work on this tough lab stain. New Extra Strength Polident has 50% more of a special stain remover. 50% more. Gets those stains clean, even in between. So take it from a big mouth. New Polident Green gets tough stains clean with extra strength. Now, she referred to herself as a big mouth, and that was her nickname that was given to her in the late 1930s and into the 40s. Can you tell me who she is? Phyllis Diller. That's not Phyllis Diller. That's uh, that's interesting. Same time period. She, But she was actually even a little before Phyllis Diller in fame. It is Martha Ray. That's the name of the comedic actress. And she was also a big singer in the late 30s going into the 40s. Here's an example of... Pigfoot Pete. We're out in Kansas City on one, two, three. They say that there's a guy they call Pigfoot Pete. He plays piano by ear. Well, he plays all night for pig feet and beer. He's murdered on the 88. He's the guy that brought the boogie woogie up to date. He's got a cannon in his left hand and a rifle in his right. He's just a double barrel That is how she got her name, Big Mouth. That was Martha Ray and her song right there, Pigfoot Pete, and she was born on this date in history. Next person, identify who he is. I mean, he's a musician known as Captain from the musical duo Captain and Tennille. Give me his full name. He was married to Tony Tennille. Daryl Dragon? Yeah. How old is Daryl Dragon today within five years? Oh, 68. He's 75. Actress Tuesday Weld having a birthday. She's 74. Next person, American actress, model. She played the Bond girl in the James Bond film The Spy Who Loved Me in 1977. She married a Beatle. She married Ringo Starr after meeting him on the set of caveman the movie can you tell me who she is barbara bach yeah she is 70 today see if you can identify this actor comedian kimmy and tell me how old he is once you have we have a very brief clue here we think you can do it with just his laugh here is his laugh tell me who it is 
Here's your audio clue. <laughs> Gimme, who is that who's having a birthday? Um, Pee-wee. Yes, Pee-wee's having a birthday. How old is he today within five years? Oh, 69? Uh, you get that within five. He is 65. Now, Kimmy, tell me what his real name is. Pee-wee is actually a character that he would actually become and refuse to do interviews under his real name for a long period of time. What is Pee-wee Herman's, well, the actor, what's his real name? I know you are, but what am I? Why don't you make me? Because I don't make monkeys. I just train them. Paul Rubens. That's right. Paul Rubens having a birthday today. He is 65. And Pee-wee also had a Saturday morning kids program, but adults actually watched it. It was Pee-wee's Playhouse. Watch Pee Wee's Playhouse. Be honest. Um, actually, no, well, I didn't. Yeah, I, I did. I, I, I watched Pee Wee's Playhouse. I would get back. I would work in clubs or do appearances and stuff. I was working mornings at the time. Pee Wee's Playhouse came out at a, at a radio station weekly, and then would do events on you know Friday night. And I would stay up Saturday morning and watch Pee Wee's Playhouse. I would actually be getting in usually when that, that happened because you'd have breakfast and stuff after. You know, some of the clubs wouldn't close till 4 in the morning and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, who could go to sleep when you get home at 6, right? Right. Yeah, I got to stay up for Pee Wee's Playhouse. I see dead people. Notable desk, Kimmy. It was on this date in 1964. This person, this comedian and actress, dies at the age of 69 or 65 or 64. It's unknown. Uh, her, her birth records were actually lost in an earthquake for real. So it's unknown how old she really was, but they have 69 listed as the death age. Famous for being teamed up with her husband, George Burns. Tell me her name. Gracie Allen. That's right. And by the way, one of the one of the little trivia things about Gracie is she had one green eye and one blue eye. Oh. Now, rumors are that that's why she refused or wanted to retire because they were going to make the TV show into color, but that's not true. They actually shot some color things with her, and that was not an issue for her, Mm. having the one green eye and the one blue eye. And by the way, did she say that famous phrase, goodnight, Gracie? Mm Mm-hmm. No. No. That is a myth. People actually believe that happened, but it did not. There was another show it actually occurred on later, and that's what's caused the confusion. Now, people have went through all of the Burns and Allen's TV shows and the radio shows, and the closest thing is a traditional sign-off that George and Gracie would do. Thank you. Thank you very much. Gracie and I will be back again two weeks from tonight. We're a little late. Say goodnight, Gracie. Good night. Good night. Now, that is the true closing. Mm-hmm. 
It's not her saying goodnight, Gracie. Now, Kimmy, here's your audio clue. Tell me where it actually came from. It, people got confused. It's kind of hard to believe when you think about when what the show is that they confuse with Gracie and well, George and Gracie. See if you can identify the TV show where that confusion comes from. This actually occurred on most episodes. Here is your audio clue. I don't have an aunt. <laughs> Say goodnight, Dick. Goodnight, Dick. Goodnight to all of you, and thanks from all of us and our cast. Can you tell me the name of the TV show? The Smothers Brothers show? No, it's Laugh-In. Laugh-In. Yeah, that's Laugh-In that actually did that. Now, Dan Rowan and Dick Martin would do that closing, and it was actually Dick Martin that would say, Goodnight, Dick. And somehow hmm. people confused and got greasy. I, that is really what happened. Hmm. See what you learn when you uh, listen to the Riley and Kimmy show? Yeah. So on this date, 1990, this American blues guitarist dies in a helicopter crash at the age of 35. Identify who he is. Is that Kimmy? Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yes, he passed away on this date, 1990, sampling there of Crossfire from 1989, number one on the U.S. rock charts. Actually, only had seven years of performance where he was, you know, in the mainstream world, mm. and then passes away. So on this date, 1996, this actor dies at the age of 62 of brain cancer. Known for really two shows that were big, that where he was a part of. He made guest appearances on many TV shows. One of the shows is this one. See if you can identify the TV show that he was a supporting cast member of. I wish this was on camera. Kimmy has a look of confusion, which is rare for her. Do you have any clue what that show is? None. It's called Vegas. Do you remember Vegas when it aired oh. on TV? Okay. Okay, he was part of Vegas, but before Vegas, which he was on from 1978 to 1981, he was part of another show, an iconic show. Kimmy, tell me the name of it. Identify that TV show. Mission Impossible. That's right. He played Barney, my favorite character, actually, on Mission Impossible. He was smart. He was a tech geek. Loved that character. Loved the actor. Greg Morris, who passed away on this date in 1996. Matter of fact, he's the he and the person who played the strong man appeared in all the episodes of Mission mm. Impossible. They're the only two that did because Peter Graves didn't join the series till the second season. That uh, is our little flashback there about Greg Morris and his son, by the way. Philip Morris played the Martian Manhunter on Smallville. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think you did a fantastic job, Kimmy. You have dinner coming your way, your choice of where in Central Florida mm. for doing such a fantastic job on this Sunday Funnies episode of the Riley and Kimmy show. All right. Being a Sunday Funnies episode, we're going to go back in time and honor something, well, from trivia with a golden age of radio. Radio That 
That's the Riley and Kimmy Show. We're going to go back in time and honor Gracie Allen, who died on this date at the age of, well, 69 or maybe 65. It's not quite sure which. She passed away on this date in 1964. We have some examples of her work with her husband, George. First one's from 1943, and it's titled, Gracie Wants George to Go on Jack's Show. It's the Jack Benny Show. And it's followed by 1943 episode, Blackmailing Jack Benny. Here's Gracie Allen with George. Burns and Allen on the Riley and Kimmy Show. Well, it's morning in the Burns home, and George is just coming downstairs to leave for the office. Good morning, dear. Good morning, darling. Look what the postman just brought you. A present from Pat O'Brien. Oh. I'll bet Pat is sorry he started that rumor about me being a juggler. Open the package, dear. All right. I met him yesterday, and I told him a few jokes. I guess that convinced him I was a comedian. <laughs> what uh, What are you laughing about? What's in the package? A set of Indian clubs. <laughs> Next time I get my hands on that oh, Irishman, Cheryl, believe me. George. Before long, everybody will know that you're not a juggler. They'll know you for what you really are. And uh, what uh, What is that? Well, a singer, of course. Oh, that. Oh, sure. I, I wrote to our sponsor and suggested that you sing on our program every week. That's the twelfth time. Yeah, but this time he answered. Say, that's a good sign. Open the letter. Mm, wait till Bing Crosby hears you sing. He'll retire and start to raise a family. <laughs> oh, Gracie. I'm not better than Crosby. As good, maybe, but, uh, Well, <laughs> open the letter. What does the sponsor say? Believe me, there are plenty of other big programs that would like to have George Burns as a singer. Gracie, the letter. Open it. George, what are some of the other big programs? <laughs> Turn me down again, huh? Oh, never mind, dear. You're a great singer. Even Bill Goodwin said with, with a voice like yours, you ought to sing in our big army show. Army show? Yes. It's in charge of some officer named Major Bose. <laughs> I'll forget it. <clears throat> I better get along to the office. Yeah, I'll ride down in the bus with you. I have an appointment at the beauty shop. Okay, let's go. No way. Uh, before we leave... Won't you sing something just for me? Oh, Grace. Oh, please, dear. Just one little glorious burst of melody. Well, all right. <clears throat> just a gigolo. Everywhere I go, people know the part I'm playing. Oh, oh. you're wonderful. I won't be happy until your voice leaves the whole world the way it leaves me, weak and limp. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, come on. I'm due at the beauty shop in five minutes. Well, what will it be today, Mrs. Burns? A shampoo and set? Oh, yes, and I'm kind of in a hurry, Josie. Well, I'll do my best, Mrs. Burns, but we're shorthanded, and I have to work on the customer in the next booth, too. The old horse face, I hope he chokes. He? You mean there's a man in the next booth? Well... Sort of a man. Josie, where are you? Oh, that's him. I wish he'd go sit on a hot curling iron. Josie, come back here. This finger wave of mine stinks. <laughs> no, that voice is awfully familiar. I wonder who... Josie, do you hear me? This finger wave stinks. All right, all right. Leave your hair on the table and I'll do it over again. <laughs> 
I know that man. What's his name? I'm not allowed to tell, Mrs. Burns. The old goat scared the newspapers might find out he goes to a beauty shop. Oh, come on, Josie. Give me a little hint. Well, he's the stingiest man in Hollywood. Oh, stingy, huh? And how. When he gets a mud pack, we have to save the mud for him so he can put it in his victory garden. <laughs> Another hit. Well, let's see. Um, uh, he used to drive an old broken-down Maxwell. Uh, no, it's no use. I can't guess who it is. <laughs> You're not missing anything. He's tried to date every girl in town, and nobody will go out with him. Oh. Oh, hello, Jack. How's Mary? <laughs> Gracie, is that you? Well, yeah, come on into my booth, Jack. Oh, sure, sure. Hello. Hello, Gracie. I guess you're surprised to see me here. Oh, yes, I am. Well, you see, Mary lost her bobby pin the last time she was here. I, <laughs> I dropped by to look for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the bobby pin situation is terrible. Oh, sure. I bet you thought I was here to get a beauty treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Gracie, you sound like you don't believe me. <laughs> Maybe that's because I don't. <laughs> well, if I'm lying, may something terrible happen to Phil Harris. <laughs> oh, uh, Mr. Benny. Yes? Here's your mud. I wrapped it up for you. <laughs> oh, well. Phil always played too loud anyway. <laughs> well, Jack Benny in a beauty shop. Wait till the girls hear this. Now, Gracie, look, listen, you must oh, promise girls, me. I brought your swan soap. Oh, hello, Gracie. Oh, hello, Bill. Why, Jack Benny, what are you doing here? Well, I'll tell you, Bill. He's well, a... Bill Goodwin in a beauty shop. <laughs> Wait till the girls hear this, huh, Gracie? Wait a minute. I just came over to bring some swan soap. Well, Bill, I... Oh, Bill Goodwin has beauty treatments. That's really something to tell the girls, huh, Gracie? Hey, look. The operators here use swan soap. Not only because it's so mild for the customer's complexion, but because that same mildness makes it great at home. For the dishes, light laundry, or for bathing the baby. Swan's the new white floating soap that's four swell soaps in one. Well, Bill, well, Bill Goodwin and a beauty child. <laughs> I, I thought that curly hair wasn't natural. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. No girl in this shop has ever laid a hand on me. Except, of course, after working hours. <laughs> oh. What are you doing here, Benny? Uh, well, I'll tell you, Bill. Jack is... Oh, Bill Goodwin and a beauty shop. <laughs> I'm getting manicures and everything. I am not. My hands just happen to look gorgeous because I always wash my dishes with Swan. Oh. Swan is great for washing the dishes. Gives you loads of suds. Suds that are so mild and gentle your hands don't get that rough red dish panty look. Well, Bill... Bill! <laughs> One in a beauty shop. And to have, have his eyebrows plucked. That's something, isn't it? Now, look, Jack. I told you, I just came here to deliver some swan soap. Swan's a great wartime buy. What I want to know is, what's Jack Benny doing here? Well, I'll tell you, Bill. Well, Bill, go all nuts. Goodbye. <laughs> Oh, 
Gracie, Gracie, look, for heaven's sake, don't let out my secret. I mean, I don't want everyone I meet to know I've been taking beauty treatment. Oh, don't worry, Jack. They'll never suspect it. <laughs> well, anyway, don't you tell. You know, if the newspapers get hold of it, I'm cooked. And you know how the gang would kid me on my program. Oh, yeah, your program. Uh, Jack, you don't want this to get in the papers, huh? No, I- I'll do anything to keep it out, Gracie, anything. Oh, good. Uh, starting Sunday, Jack, George will sing on your program. <laughs> George? Yes. Sing? Uh-huh. Gracie, I've heard prettier noises come out of Carmen Lombardo. <laughs> I see. Well... Excuse me, Jack. I'm going to telephone a little news item to the paper. Wait, wait. Oh, you mean George Bird? Yes. Oh, George, your husband. Yes. Oh, old sugar throw. Sure. Oh. Oh, well, I, I don't suppose it would hurt if George sang on my program once. Well, I was thinking of having him sing every week. No, no, no. No, well, I'll call the paper. But, Gracie, this is blackmail. <laughs> I know. Cute of me, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, cute, cute. Well, we're back at the Burns home now. Jack Benny is pleading with Gracie to change her mind as they wait for George to come home from the office. But but why does it have to be my program, Gracie? I mean, why don't you have George sing on Eddie Cantor's program? Well, because I didn't catch Eddie Cantor in a beauty shop with his toupee and collars. <laughs> hey, there must be some other show he can go on. Maybe... Maybe Gabriel Heater needs a singer. <laughs> or Mr. Anthony. I mean, why don't you let George be his problem? Oh, you, you amaze me. How can Jack Denny, who has the greatest talent in the world, fail to recognize George's talent? Oh, oh, oh do you really think I have the greatest talent in the world? Well, certainly. Rochester, Dennis Day, Mary Livingston. <laughs> oh. Oh, I see. And now I've got a big thrill for you. I have your program for next Sunday night all planned. You have? Yes. It'll be the new and entertaining Jack Benny program featuring George Burns, California's answer to Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I... Look, I, I can't do it, Gracie. I mean, I can't allow George to sing. Well, shall I call the papers and tell them about the beauty shop? He sings, he sings. He sings. <laughs> now, listen to the way I have the program all worked out. Hey, you're the star, so of course you come out first. Thank you. Your line is, hello, and then George comes out for his opening number. I just say hello. <laughs> well, we could make it hello, everybody. No, no, I don't want to hog the whole show. <laughs> Well, then George sings his second number, and back you come again. Good. To announce George's next number. I hope my throat stands up. And then right after that, Dennis Day comes in. Dennis Day? Yes. Well, doesn't George do all the singing? Well, yes, but I thought you might want a few laughs on the program. Oh, yeah, I'll be glad to have them. I will, yes. Then as soon as George finishes his next number, I'll come... Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Gracie, George can't sing the whole program. I mean, he's not that good. I know music, you know. I'm a musician. You are? Well, I play the violin, don't I? <laughs> well, don't I? <laughs> You're cute. <laughs> Look, Gracie, all Hello, that I'm... Why, Jack Benny. Hello, George. How's the juggling game? <laughs> I'm 
not a juggler. Why doesn't everybody stop with that? Oh, now, dear, don't get excited. Jack has some marvelous news for you. Tell him, Jack. What's that? I think I'll go call the papers. All right, all right. I'll tell him. Oh, good. I'll run out and make some coffee. Well, Jack, what is it you want to tell me? Well, first, first, I'd like to remind you that you're my dearest friend, George. And you're my dearest friend, Jack. I mean, you're even more than a friend to me, George. You're even more than a friend to me, Jack. I love you. I love you like a brother, George. I love you like a brother, Jack. I mean, I'd never do anything to hurt you, George. Thanks. Wait a minute. I'll try that again. (laughs) I'd never do anything to hurt you, George. I said thanks. George, look, I mean, I wouldn't louse you up if you had a comedy program. If I had a comedy program. <laughs> I mean, look, you're my dearest look, friend. Look, Jack, wh- what's the news, I Jack? mean, you're even more the, than a friend the, to me. The news, Jack. Look, what's the news? What pals we've always been, uh, The news, Jack. You have some news for me. Look, remember the time in Cincinnati when you were broke and I gave you $10? It was Cleveland, Jack, and I gave you $20. Well, I have the state right. It was Ohio. Yeah, the news, Jack. What's this news you have for me? Well, yes. Well, dear, did Jack tell you the news? No, not yet. He's been he's been leading up to it by the way of Cleveland and Cincinnati. Jack, I'll bet Little Avenue won't be the funniest thing in the paper tomorrow. Oh, all right. George, look, I want you to sing on my radio program. Why, Jack Benny. Now, now, don't be really? hasty, George. I mean, don't don't jump at it. Uh, think it over for the duration. <laughs> I don't have to. I'll sing a dozen songs for you, pal, and it won't cost you a cent. For free? Sure. No, no, no. no I, I can't think of it that way. Well, all right, then you can pay me. No, I can't think of it that way either. <laughs> Oh, what's making Jack hesitate, dear? He hasn't heard you sing recently. Sing ain't misbehaving for him. Sure, glad to. Well, sit down, Jack. No, I'll take it standing up. <laughs> now, come on, dear. No one to talk with all by myself. No one to walk with. I'm happy on the show. Ain't misbehaving, saving all my love for. Oh, baby, love you. Really save love for you. <laughs> he doesn't juggle at all. I know for certain you're the one I love. I'm through with flirting. It's you that I'm thinking of. Amos behaving, saving all my love for. Oh, baby, my love for you. Jack, what makes you think he's a juggler? He must be. <laughs> Jackie Horner in the corner. Don't go nowhere. And I don't care all your kisses that you gave me, baby. Daddy, daddy, daddy. I might be blood and guts, but that's just gut. <laughs> I don't stay out late and I don't care to go. I'm home about it, me and my radio. Hey, misbehaving, saving all my love for you. Well, Jack? Gracie, call the newspaper. <laughs> Thank you.
time for Felix Mills and his orchestra. Tonight, from Felix's memory album, it's Honeysuckle Road. something? I got the impression that Jack Benny didn't like my singing. Oh, George, that's silly. Didn't you hear him tell me to call the newspapers? He wants to give them a big story about you. Yeah, but I noticed that while I was singing, he, he kind of turned green. Oh, well, of course, of course he turned green. You sang exactly like John McCormick. Oh, so that's what it well, was. Oh, sure. Now, I'll go in and talk to Jack. You stay here and spray your precious little adenoids. Okay. From time to time and every time. Jack. Yeah? Well, naturally, you were joking before when you told me to call the newspapers, weren't you? Not me, Gracie. Look, I'd rather have everybody know I was in a beauty shop than have Sugar Throat smell up my program. <laughs> well, I'm warning you. I'll phone the paper. Phone them. This is my last warning, Jack. Go ahead. I'll phone the paper. Phone them. This is my last warning, Jack. Go ahead. I'll phone the paper. Phone them. This is my last warning, Jack. Go ahead. I'll phone the paper. For Pete's sake, phone them. No, Jack, no, I can't. I'm too fine, too decent. I can't stoop to blackmail when I see it isn't working. Now, now, please don't think I'm a heel, Gracie. I'm... Gee, I'm kind of animals. I'm fond of children. But I, I just don't like George's voice. Oh, you're fond of children, huh? I love them. <sighs> Poor little Junior. Poor little who? Junior. He'd be so proud if he knew that his daddy had sung on the Jack Benny program. Gracie, you mean... Yes. George and I are parents now. He's the father and I'm the mother. <laughs> Gee whiz, I, I can't believe it. How... When did it happen? Well, I don't remember exactly. We were so excited at the time. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. Good old George has a baby. 
It hardly seems possible. Yes. I was amazed when George told me. <laughs> I just can't get over it, Gracie. I'm so happy for you. So happy for George. Who does the kid look like? Like me. I'm so happy for the kid. <laughs> Say, could I, could I see him? I'm crazy about kids. Really, Doc? Oh, sure. I mean, many's the time I bought a bag of candy and blew up the bag to amuse a kid. <laughs> Imagine good old George, a father. Well, you can do something awfully nice for Junior. Let his father sing on your program. Gracie, I'm mad about children. Now, that... please, Jack. The baby adores you. When you're on the air, he lies in his crib, gurgling with his little foot in his mouth. When Fred Allen's on, he puts his foot in his ear. <laughs> you what a smart little rascal. Oh, I know you'll do it for Junior. I can look in your sensitive blue eyes and tell that you won't disappoint him. They are blue, aren't they? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, George can sing one song just for the baby. Well, let him sing two songs. We're expecting another one. <laughs> really? Yes. Good old George. <laughs> did, did I hear somebody call me? No, we were talking about you. Gracie told me everything. Congratulations, George. You mean I can sing a song on your program? Yes, sir. You deserve it. Gracie tells me there's going to be another one. Well, two would be fine if it's all right with you. <laughs> well, why not? Have you picked out a name for the second one? Would you like Moonglow? <laughs> Moonglow Burns. Look, won't that be just a little too corny? Oh, I don't think so, Jack. You know, while you were away, I took a few lessons from Crosby. <laughs> you did? Yes. Now, George, I know Jack's in a hurry. Yeah, yes, I'll be going. But, George, first, can I see the nursery? Well, Jack... The nursery? Hiya, folks. What? what goes on? Oh, Bill, am I glad to see you. Bill, I just heard the news. Now, why didn't you tell me that George and Gracie had yeah, a... Yeah, yes, Bill. Oh, why didn't you tell Jack what George and I had? Well, what did you have? An idea for you to announce Jack's program, and George sings on it. Huh? But I Oh, well, that's it. a great idea, Jack. I'd be glad to. Now, wait a minute. I have an announcer, Don Wilson. Well, okay, you can have two announcers. Don Wilson is to announce. <laughs> but Don can't announce your program, Jack. He doesn't know anything about Swan Soap. Swan Soap? Well, sure. He doesn't know that Swan is the new white floating soap that's four soaps in one. The soap for dishes, light laundry, bathing the baby, or for your hands and face. Don doesn't know that. Well, I could teach him. I mean, what am I saying? I don't sell soap. I... I sell grape nuts flakes. Well, but, but that's ridiculous, Jack. Can you bathe a baby with grape nuts flakes? <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to answer that until I've talked to my sponsor. <laughs> well, I can... They're very resourceful, you know. Well, I they can... They may be working on that right now. <laughs> well, I can tell you the doctors recommend Swan for bathing the baby. Swan is so mild it's kind even to a little baby's tender skin. Pure as fine Castile, too, so you know it must be great for your complexion. Gee, bathing a baby. You ever bathe that little darling of yours, George? Don't be silly. We take showers. (laughs) 
Uh-huh. Oh, he, he means us. But the swan is great for bathing the baby. Oh, yes, and Gracie breaks it in two, so she can... Breaks it in two? <laughs> well, sure, Jack. Swan breaks in two, so you can use half in the kitchen for your dishes and light laundry and half in the bathroom for the baby or for your tub or shower. Oh, well, look, Bill, don't bother to tell me about swan so because I'm just using George on my program, not you. You see, I'm only doing it for Junior. Junior? Well, yes, George. That's what Jack calls you because you're so much younger than Jack. <laughs> no, no, look, I mean the baby. The baby? Well, yes, that's what he calls me because I'm so much younger than you. No, Gracie, look, I'm talking about your child. Child? Well, goodbye, Jack. See you at rehearsal Sunday. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Gracie, what does he mean, our child? Oh, dear. I knew there was something I forgot to tell you. <laughs> we haven't got a child. You. Well, so that's it, Gracie. Just to get George on my program, you invented a baby. Oh, no, I can't take credit for that. They were invented years ago. <laughs> don't try to get out of it. I don't want to sing on the radio if I have to get on by tricks. Now apologize to Jack. I'm sorry, Jack. And don't ever do a thing like that again. I won't do it. Ever, understand? Yes, dear. Come on, Jack. I'll walk you down to the corner. My goodness, George, what you go through with a name. Uh, hello? Hello, Pippa? This is Gracie. Oh, would you and Molly let George sing your program next week? Yeah, I know you've got a singer, but I thought you might do it for Junior. Yes, you see, he's just had a baby. <laughs> Well, hello. Come right in. Oh, George, we've got company. This is Bill Goodwin, speaking for Lever Brothers, makers of Swan, the new white floating soap that's pure as fine Castile's. Well, it's Tuesday night again. Time for another pleasant visit with George Burns and Gracie Allen, our guests, Jack Benny, Jimmy Cash, Felix Mills and his orchestra, and the Swantet. And now, meet the people who live in the Burns house, George and Gracie. Well, it's morning in the Burns home, and George is just coming downstairs to leave for the office. Good morning, dear. Good morning, darling. Look what the postman just brought you. A present from Pat O'Brien. Oh. I bet Pat is sorry he started that rumor about me being a juggler. Open the package, dear. All right. I met him yesterday and I told him a few jokes. I guess that convinced him I was a comedian. <laughs> what, uh, what are you laughing about? What's in the package? A set of Indian clubs. <laughs> Next time I get my hands on that oh, Irishman, believe me. George. Before long, everybody will know that you're not a juggler. They'll know you for what you really are. And, uh, what, uh, what is that? Well, a singer, of course. Oh, oh that. Oh, sure. <clears throat> I-, I wrote to our sponsor and suggested that you sing on our program every week. That's the twelfth time. Yeah, but this time he answered. Say, that's a good sign. Open the letter. Mm, wait till Bing Crosby hears you sing. He'll retire and start to raise a family. <laughs> oh, Gracie. I'm not better than Crosby. As good, maybe, but, uh, well, <laughs> open the letter. What does the sponsor say? Believe me, there are plenty of other big programs that would like to have George Burns as a singer. Gracie, the letter, open it. Well? 
George, what are some of the other big programs? <laughs> Turn me down again, huh? Oh, never mind, dear. You're a great singer. Even Bill Goodwin said with, with a voice like yours, you ought to sing in our big army show. Army show? Yes, it's in charge of some officer named Major Bose. <laughs> I'll forget it. <clears throat> I better get along to the office. Yeah, I'll ride down in the bus with you. I have an appointment at the beauty shop. Okay, let's go. No way. Uh, before we leave, won't you sing something just for me? Oh, Grace. Oh, please, dear. Just one little glorious burst of melody. Well, all right. <clears throat> just a gigolo. Everywhere I go, people know the part I'm playing. Oh, oh. George, you're wonderful. I won't be happy until your voice leaves the whole world the way it leaves me, weak and limp. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, come on, I'm due at the beauty shop in five minutes. What'll it be today, Mrs. Burns? A shampoo and set? Oh, yes, and I'm kind of in a hurry, Josie. Well, I'll do my best, Mrs. Burns, but we're short-handed, and I have to work on the customer in the next booth, too. The old horse face, I hope he chokes. He? You mean there's a man in the next booth? Well, sort of a man. Josie, where are you? Oh, that's him. I wish he'd go sit on a hot curling iron. Josie, come back here. This finger wave of mine stinks. <laughs> Josie, do you hear me? This finger wave stinks. All right, all right. Leave your hair on the table and I'll do it over again. <laughs> no, Josie. I'm sure I know that man. What's his name? I'm not allowed to tell, Mrs. Burns. The old goat scared the newspapers might find out he goes to a beauty shop. Oh, come on, Josie. Give me a little hint. Well, he's the stingiest man in Hollywood. Oh, stingy, huh? And how? When he gets a mud pack, we have to save the mud for him so he can put it in his victory garden. <laughs> Funny. I can't get it from that. Give me another hint. Well, let's see. Um, uh, he used to drive an old broken-down Maxwell. Uh, no, it's no use. I can't guess who it is. <laughs> You're not missing anything. He's tried to date every girl in town, and nobody will go out with him. Oh. Oh, hello, Jack. How's Mary? Gracie, is that you? Well, yeah, come on into my booth, Jack. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> hello, Gracie. I... Guess you're surprised to see me here. Well, yes, I am. Well, you see, Mary lost her bobby pin the last time she was here. I, <laughs> I dropped by to look for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the bobby pin situation is terrible. Oh, sure. I bet you thought I was here to get a beauty treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Gracie, you sound like you don't believe me. <laughs> Maybe that's because I don't. <laughs> well, if I'm lying, may something terrible happen to Phil Harris. <laughs> oh, uh, Mr. Benny. Yes? Here's your mud. I wrapped it up for you. <laughs> oh, well. Phil always played too loud anyway. <laughs> well, Jack Benny in a beauty shop. <laughs> Wait till the girls hear this. Now, Gracie, look. look you must oh, promise girls, me. I brought your swan soap. Oh, hello, Gracie. Oh, hello, Bill. Why, Jack Benny. 
What are you doing here? Well, I'll tell you, Bill. He's Well, Bill Goodwin in a beauty shop. Wait till the girls hear this, huh, Gracie? Wait a minute. I just came over to bring some swan soap. Well, Bill, I... Oh, Bill Goodwin has beauty treatments. That's really something to tell the girls, huh, Gracie? Hey, look. The operators here use swan soap. Not only because it's so mild for the customer's complexion, but because that same mildness makes it great at home. For the dishes, light laundry, or for bathing the baby. Swan's the new white floating soap that's four swell soaps in one. Well, Bill, well, Bill Goodwin in a beauty shop. <laughs> really, I, I thought that curly hair wasn't natural. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. No girl in this shop has ever laid a hand on me. Except, of course, after working hours. <laughs> oh. What are you doing here, Benny? Oh, well, I'll tell you, Bill. Jack is... So, a... Bill Goodwin in a beauty shop. <laughs> manicures and everything. I am not. My hands just happen to look gorgeous because I always wash my dishes with Swan. Oh. Swan is great for washing the dishes. Gives you loads of suds. Suds that are so mild and gentle your hands don't get that rough red dish panty look. Well, Bill... Bill! Yeah. <laughs> Bill, good one in a beauty shop. And and to have his eyebrows plucked. That's something, isn't it? Now, look, Jack. I told you, I just came here to deliver some swan soap. Swan's a great wartime buy. What I want to know is, what's Jack Benny doing here? Well, I'll tell you, Bill. Well, yeah. oh, Bill, go... Oh, nuts. Goodbye. <laughs> Gracie, Gracie, look, for heaven's sake, don't let out my secret. I mean, I don't want everyone I meet to know I've been taking beauty treatments. Oh, don't worry, Jack. They'll never suspect it. <laughs> well, anyway, don't you tell. You know, if the newspapers get hold of it, I'm cooked. And you know how the gang would kid me on my program. Oh, yeah, your program. Uh, Jack, you don't want this to get in the papers, huh? No, I I'll do anything to keep it out, Gracie, anything. Oh, good. Uh, starting Sunday, Jack, George will sing on your program. <laughs> George? Yes. Sing? Uh-huh. Gracie, I've heard prettier noises come out of Carmen Lombardo. <laughs> I see. Well, excuse me, Jack, I'm going to telephone a little news item to the paper. Wait, wait, oh, you mean George Bird? Yes. Oh, George, your husband. Yes. Oh, old sugar throw. Sure. Oh. Oh, well, I, I don't suppose it would hurt if George sang on my program once. Well, I was thinking of having him sing every week. No, no, no. No, well, I'll call the paper. But, Gracie, this is blackmail. <laughs> I know. Cute of me, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, cute, cute. Well, we're back at the Burns home now. Jack Benny is pleading with Gracie to change her mind as they wait for George to come home from the office. But, but why does it have to be my program, Gracie? I mean, why don't you have George sing on Eddie Cantor's program? Well, because I didn't catch Eddie Cantor in a beauty shop with his toupee and curlers. <laughs> See, there must be some other show he can go on. Maybe, maybe Gabriel Heater needs a singer. <laughs> or Mr. Anthony. I mean, why don't you let George be his problem? Oh, uh, you, you amaze me. How can Jack Benny, who has the greatest talent in the world, fail to recognize George's talent? Oh, 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 do you really think I have the greatest talent in the world? Well, certainly. Rochester, Dennis Day, Mary Livingston. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, I see. And now I've got a big thrill for you. I have your program for next Sunday night all planned. You have? Yes. It'll be the new and entertaining Jack Benny program featuring George Burns, California's answer to Frank Sinatra. (laughs) I... Look, I, I can't do it, Gracie. I mean, I can't allow George to sing. Well, shall I call the papers and tell them about the beauty shop? He sings, he sings, he sings. <laughs> now, listen to the way I have the program all worked out. You're the star, so of course you come out first. Thank you. Your line is, hello, and then George comes out for his opening number. I just say hello. <laughs> well, we could make it hello, everybody. No, no, I don't want to hog the whole show. <laughs> Then George sings his second number, and back you come again. Good. To announce George's next number. I hope my throat stands up. And then right after that, Dennis Day comes in. Dennis Day? Yes. Well, doesn't George do all the singing? Well, yes, but I thought you might want a few laughs on the program. Oh, yeah, I'll be glad to have them. I will, yes. And uh, then as soon as George finishes his next number, I'll come... Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Gracie, George can't sing the whole program. I mean, he's not that good. I know music, you know. I'm a musician. You are? Well, I play the violin, don't I? <laughs> well, don't I? <laughs> You're cute. <laughs> Look, Gracie, all Hello, that I'm... Jack. A... Why, Jack Benny. Hello, George. How's the juggling game? <laughs> I'm not a juggler. Why doesn't everybody stop with that? Oh, now, dear, don't get excited. Jack has some marvelous news for you. Tell him, Jack. Jack, I think I'll go call the papers. All right, all right, I'll tell them. Oh, good. I'll run out and make some coffee. Hello, Jack. What is it you want to tell me? Well, first, first, I'd like to remind you that you're my dearest friend, George. And you're my dearest friend, Jack. I mean, you're even more than a friend to me, George. You're even more than a friend to me, Jack. I love you. I love you like a brother, George. I love you like a brother, Jack. I mean, I'd never do anything to hurt you, George. Thanks. Wait a minute, I'll try that again. (laughs) I'd never do anything to hurt you, George. I said thanks. George, look, I mean, I wouldn't louse you up if you had a comedy program. If I had a comedy program... I mean, look, you're my dearest look, friend. Look, Jack, wh- what's the news, I Jack? mean, you're even more than the, a friend the, of me. The news, Jack. Look, what's the news? What pals we've always been, uh, The news, Jack. You have some news for me. Look, remember the time in Cincinnati when you were broke and I gave you $10? It was Cleveland, Jack, and I gave you $20. <laughs> well, I had the state right. It was Ohio. <laughs> yeah, the news, Jack. What's this news you have for me? Well, yes. Well, dear, did Jack tell you the news? No, not yet. He's been he's been leading up to it by the way of Cleveland and Cincinnati. <laughs> Jack, I'll bet little Abner won't be the funniest thing in the paper tomorrow. <laughs> oh, all right. George, look, I want you to sing on my radio program. Why, Jack Benny. Now now don't really? be hasty, George. I mean, don't don't jump at it. Uh, think it over for the duration. <laughs> I don't have to. I'll sing a dozen songs for you, pal, and it won't cost you a cent. For free? Sure. No, no, no. No, I I can't think of it that way. Well, all right, then you can pay me. No, I can't think of it that way either. (laughs) I know 
know what's making Jack hesitate, dear. He hasn't heard you sing recently. Sing ain't misbehaving for him. Sure, glad to. Well, sit down, Jack. No, I'll take it standing up. <laughs> now, come on, dear. No one to talk with all by myself. No one to walk with. I'm happy on the shelf. Ain't misbehaving, saving all my love off. Oh, baby, love for you. Really saving love for you. <laughs> he doesn't juggle at all. I know for certain you're the one I love. I'm through with flirting. It's you that I'm thinking of. Amos behaving, saving all my love for. Oh, baby, my love for you. Jack, what makes you think he's a juggler? He must be. <laughs> Jackie Horner in the corner. Don't go nowhere. And I don't care all your kisses that you gave me, baby. Daddy, daddy, daddy. I might be blood and guts, but that's just guts. <laughs> I don't stay out late and I don't care to go. I'm home about it, me and my radio. Ain't misbehaving, saving all my love for you. Well, Jack? Gracie, call the newspaper. <laughs> Mills and his orchestra. Tonight, from Felix's memory album, it's Honeysuckle Rose. something? I got the impression that Jack Benny didn't like my singing. Oh, George, that's silly. Didn't you hear him tell me to call the newspapers? He wants to give them a big story about you. Yeah, but I noticed that while I was singing, he, he kind of turned green. Oh, well, of course, of course he turned green. You sang exactly like John McCormick. Oh, so that's what it well, was. Oh, sure. Now, I'll go in and talk to Jack. You stay here and spray your precious little adenoids. Okay. From time to time and every time... Jack? Yeah? 
Well, naturally, you were joking before when you told me to call the newspapers, weren't you? Not me, Gracie. Look, I'd rather have everybody know I was in a beauty shop than have Sugar Throat smell up my program. Well, I'm warning you, I'll phone the paper. Phone them. This is my last warning, Jack. Go ahead. I'll phone the paper. Phone them. This is my last warning, Jack. Go ahead. I'll phone the paper. Phone them. This is my last warning, Jack. Go ahead. I'll phone the paper. For Pete's sake, phone them. No, Jack, no, I can't. I'm too fine, too decent. I can't stoop to blackmail when I see it isn't working. Now, now, please don't think I'm a heel, Gracie. I'm... Yeah, I'm kind of animals, I'm fond of children, but I, I just don't like George's voice. Oh, you're fond of children, huh? I love them. <sighs> Poor little Junior. Poor little who? Junior. He'd be so proud if he knew that his daddy had sung on the Jack Benny program. Gracie, you mean... Yes. George and I are parents now. He's the father and I'm the mother. <laughs> Gee whiz, I, I can't believe it. How, when did it happen? Well, I don't remember exactly. We were so excited at the time. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. Good old George has a baby. It hardly seems possible. Yes. I was amazed when George told me. <laughs> I just can't get over it, Gracie. I'm so happy for you. So happy for George. Who does the kid look like? Like me. I'm so happy for the kid. <laughs> Say, could I, could I see him? I'm crazy about kids. Really, Jack? Oh, sure. I mean, many, many's the time I bought a bag of candy and blew up the bag to amuse a kid. <laughs> Imagine good old George, a father. Well, you can do something awfully nice for Junior. Let his father sing on your program. Gracie, I'm mad about children, no, but that... No, please, Jack. The baby adores you. When you're on the air, he lies in his crib gurgling with his little foot in his mouth. When Fred Allen's on, he puts his foot in his ear. Gee, what a smart little rascal. Uh, I know you'll do it for Junior. I can look in your sensitive blue eyes and tell that you won't disappoint him. They are blue, aren't they? Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, George can sing one song just for the baby. Well, let him sing two songs. We're expecting another one. <laughs> really? Yes. Good old George. <laughs> Did I hear somebody call me? No, we were talking about you. Gracie told me everything. Congratulations, George. You mean I can sing a song on your program? Yes, sir, you deserve it. Gracie tells me there's going to be another one. Well, two would be fine if it's all right with you. <laughs> well, why not? Have you picked out a name for the second one? Would you like Moonglow? <laughs> Moonglow Burns. Won't that be just a little too corny? Oh, I don't think so, Jack. You know, while you were away, I took a few lessons from Crosby. <laughs> you did? Yes. Now, George, I 
I know Jack's in a hurry. Yeah, yes, I'll be going. But, George, first, can I see the nursery? Well, Jack... The nursery? Hiya, folks. What? what goes on? Oh, Bill, am I glad to see you. Bill, I just heard the news. Now, why didn't you tell me that George and Gracie had yeah, a... Yeah, yes, Bill. Oh, why didn't you tell Jack what George and I had? Well, what did you have? An idea for you to announce Jack's program, and George sings at it. Huh? But I'm... Oh, well, that's a great idea, Jack. I'd be glad to. Now, wait a minute. I have an announcer, Don Wilson. Well, okay, you can have two announcers. Don Wilson is to announce. <laughs> but Don can't announce your program, Jack. He doesn't know anything about Swan Soap. Swan Soap? Well, sure. He doesn't know that Swan is the new white floating soap that's four soaps in one. The soap for dishes, light laundry, bathing the baby, or for your hands and face. Don doesn't know that. Well, I could teach him. I mean, what am I saying? I don't sell soap. I... I sell grape nuts flakes. Well, but, but that's ridiculous, Jack. Can you bathe a baby with grape nuts flakes? Well, I wouldn't want to answer that until I've talked to my sponsor. <laughs> well, I can... They're very resourceful, you know. Well, I they can... They may be working on that right now. <laughs> well, I can tell you the doctors recommend Swan for bathing the baby. Swan is so mild it's kind even to a little baby's tender skin. Pure as fine Castiles, too, so you know it must be great for your complexion. Gee, bathing a baby. You ever bathe that little darling of yours, George? Don't be silly. We take showers. <laughs> uh huh? He, he means us. But the swan is great for bathing the baby. Oh, yes, and Gracie breaks it in two, so she can. Breaks it in two? <laughs> Well, sure, Jack. Swan breaks in two, so you can use half in the kitchen for your dishes and light laundry and half in the bathroom for the baby or for your tub or shower. Oh, well, look, Bill, don't bother to tell me about Swan Soap because I'm just using George on my program, not you. You see, I'm only doing it for Junior. Junior? Well, yes, George. That's what Jack calls you because you're so much younger than Jack. <laughs> No, no, look, I mean the baby. The baby? Well, yes, that's what he calls me because I'm so much younger than you. No, Gracie, look, I'm talking about your child. Child? Well, goodbye, Jack. See you at rehearsal Sunday. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Gracie, what does he mean, our child? Oh, dear. I knew there was something I forgot to tell you. We haven't got a child. You... Well, so that's it, Gracie. Just to get George on my program, you invented a baby. Oh, no, I can't take credit for that. They were invented years ago. Don't try to get out of it. I don't want to sing on the radio if I have to get on by tricks. Now apologize to Jack. I'm sorry, Jack. And don't ever do a thing like that again. I won't, dear. Ever, understand? Yes, dear. Come on, Jack, I'll walk you down to the corner. My goodness, George, what you go through with a name. <laughs> Hello? Hello, Fipper? This is Gracie. Oh, would you and Molly let George sing in your program next week? Yeah, I know you've got a singer, but I thought you might do it for Junior. Yes, you see, we just had a baby. And he's so proud George and Grace will be right back. And I'm just going to be here long enough to remind you that the government needs your waste kitchen fats more than ever before. Now, I know sometimes it's a lot of trouble to render the extra fat you trim from meat and to strain all your waste fats from roasting and frying. But those waste fats are so urgently needed for making glycerin. And that glycerin is so necessary for making ammunition that I know you won't mind doing whatever you can. So don't forget, huh? 
Turn those waste fats into your butcher and keep turning them in. Well, here they are again, those ever-loving Burnses, George and Gracie. Well, George, I've got some wonderful news. Silver McGee wants you to sing on his program. Really? Yes. And when he comes over to close the deal, will you sort of fold this napkin into a triangle? Why? And, well, for some silly reason, he thinks we have a baby. Again? Good night, Good night. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy Show. We feature old-time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old-time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy Show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals, too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com.